my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Ladies, 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 welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. Oh, I'm so happy to be with you. So you are getting this podcast if you're listening to it in real time on a Friday. I typically post on Mondays or Tuesdays. And what had happened was I had recorded the episode um, late at night. I sounded really sleepy and I was like, I don't like this. So um, it's taken me a few days to be able to record it, but I wanted to get it out to you this week to make sure that um, we weren't skipping. And so you will be back with a brand new fresh episode on Monday or Tuesday next week, most likely Tuesday, um, because I'm trying to like be better about having a consistent day. Um, and committing. Um, but that might be my resolution for 2020. But definitely, um, you have another podcast that is in the queue ready for earlier next week. But just letting you know why you have a Friday delight today. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So today's episode is all about false intimacy and moving way too quickly. And um, the things that we have coming up this holiday season are perfect for those of us who don't know how to go slow. And so let me tell you a little bit about why this podcast episode um, is happening. I had something else that was planned, actually. I had another topic, and I wasn't actually feeling it. And when I was just thinking about, um, there's always trends. There's always um, themes of what is going on in either my life or the, in the lives of the women that I serve as their coach or therapist for the women who I see here in Houston. And there was this theme very recently of kind of false intimacy. So I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they were telling me how they have was, they were talking to someone and they went on a date and this is like very, very early in the relationship, like really early, like, um, just met early. And as part of their get to know you questions, this guy asked my friend, what are your deepest traumas? And my friend not knowing any better at the time we talked about it, but at the time was like thinking that this was like a wonderful question that this person would ask. She thought that this meant that he was emotionally available and he was self-aware and he wanted to get to know her. And I'm like, that is not healthy. And those are huge red flags because this was the beginning of them just getting to know each other. And in a healthy relationship, there is growth. There is accumulation of trust that happens. There is kind of taking your time 
And when you struggle with intimacy disorders, as you know, you go in between all or nothing. So either you're quick, fast, intense, and like you are all in, or you are very avoidant and you have your walls up and trust issues. And it takes a long time for people to try to get through those walls. And even then you still have your guard up. And so one form of one of the things that happens with false intimacy is when people meet and they give everything at the very beginning emotionally. So you talk about your deepest traumas, you talk about like your deepest secrets, you talk about things that you've never told anybody else. And basically you emotionally vomit and let down all of your boundaries. And because you're with someone else who is also unhealthy, he or she is all for it. They're like, yeah, tell me all your stuff. And I'm going to tell you all my stuff too. When Let's kind of just break this down and think about it because some of us are addicted to that. Some of us want that. Some of us really want to like meet someone who's a potential friend and need to have like this instant huge chemistry or um, high. Um, I recently started following the holistic psychologist on Instagram and I joined her um, mailing list. And I want to say that even, I want to say it was this week's newsletter. She has a weekly newsletter and she talks a lot about trauma Um, and I know lots of people actually email me and they're like, Hey, what are some other resources that you recommend? And I think she does a really great job of talking about trauma in practical ways as well. But her email this week talked about being addicted to, um, emotional highs, addicted to, um, needing to have that kick, um, because you don't know how to feel centered and balanced, um, yourself. So when we need that, what we think is actually someone being boring or someone not being compatible with us is actually someone having healthy boundaries, right? There are different levels and there's different, um, no, I think that's the right word. There are different levels of intimacy and trust that we allow people based on where they are in our lives, right? Just because someone is around us does not mean that we immediately need to open up everything to them. We get to choose how close we let other people into our lives, not them. Um, And if we feel this obligation or compulsion, we need to pause and think, why is that? Why is it that I need to share and overshare basically what that is, overshare everything about myself immediately? Is it because I need to have them validate my point of view and where I come from? Is it that I need them to emotionally rescue me and tell me it's okay? Is it because I don't know how to just have there be silence or let things go slow because I have this fear of I don't know everything about you or if you don't know everything about me, you might leave me? Is there some abandonment and rejection things behind that? It's it's about being curious about why do I have to go fast in all of my relationships or in in the ones that I consider to be the most important You know, going back to levels of intimacy, we get to pick and choose where we place people. And I'm going to share with you um, the five levels of intimacy. And what I would like for you ladies to be able to do is to actively and intentionally choose where you want people to be in your circle and your sphere of closeness versus feeling compelled versus feeling this fear and this anxiousness that is pushing you towards letting people in too much too soon, or that same fear and anxiousness, keeping people away 
um, and not letting people into your inner world because either way you are going to not have a good result on the end. You know, when you let people in too quickly, you are more likely to ignore the red flags because what you're actually doing is just recreating your trauma. Um, because typically the other, the people who are okay with you going too fast, too soon are people who have their own issues. Um, if I meet someone and I consider myself healthier now, so I'm going to use myself as an example. If I meet someone and she immediately is like, yeah, you know, um, we're at a cocktail party and she's like, yeah, you know, my dog died on Tuesday and then my mom left me when I was six and, uh, you know, we're bank, we're going bankrupt. Um, but you know, I tried to get some credit from my neighbor, but then he told me no, but I think that him and his wife are, um, and domestic violence anyways. And, you know, but I'm scared to, to call the cops because last time I called the cops, one of them tried to sexually assault me. Like if someone like came and did all that to me, I would be like, girl, like, let me go and talk to somebody else. Right. It would be a very polite excusal but a definite avoidance of that person because it was way too much. So let me insert here really quickly because there's probably someone who's thinking, man, that is so my history. So many things have happened to me. I knew that is why people didn't want to be around me. I have too much trauma. I'm too much for people. And let me pause you right there because that is not what I'm saying and that's not what I meant or mean. What I mean is, is that the sharing so much so soon is the thing that is overwhelming, not you, not your history, not your trauma. Everybody has a history. Everybody has um, things that have happened to them or stories that they can tell. What I'm saying is the right way to start up a conversation so that is not too much for all people is to learn how to have lighter conversation topics before you move in and go deeper in. So what is your favorite movie? What's your favorite color? What's the favorite trip that you've ever been on? And sharing those type of things before you decide, is this even someone that you can trust, right? Is this someone that wants to be open and, and be involved in a relationship? friendship or otherwise. It's about being more discriminant about the people that you take into your inner circle and knowing that if you're someone who perpetually picks the wrong type of people to be around you, or you're constantly pushing people away and you don't let people in at all, it's going to take you a while to learn how to hone your, your magnet to hone what you're attracted to because traditionally your feelings are the things that have gotten you in trouble in the past. So trusting your feelings may not be the best course of action about whether or not this is the right time to engage. You know, it feels right. Let me just tell them what, whatever it is, the story that you want to tell them. Just pause, take a breath, recenter yourself and learn the art of small talk. So a healthy person is going to be like, whoa, I didn't need to know all of that, right? And it's going to make more sense when I share the levels. So let me go ahead and do that now. So if you were to go on Google right now, or when you get done with the podcast, don't click this podcast off yet. But um, if you were to go on Google um, and put in five levels of intimacy, there would be 25 million different results. And some, lots of different articles, some talk about six levels, some talk about seven levels, it's up to you. 
but I am picking the one that I liked how they mentioned it the most. Okay. So consider all of your relationships and where they should go. And also I want you to consider if there's anyone that you might need to move to a different level because they have not communicated being emotionally safe or ready for the level that you are at. It is possible for you to be at a different level than somebody else. So the first level is safe communication. So this is where um, you are just exchanging facts and information. Other people call this surface level small talk. So what's the weather? How's the weather for you? If you're standing in line at a restaurant, oh, I really love this place. They have good pizza. Just like surface level, just, just the facts, right? Nothing regarding your feelings, your emotions, your opinions, and your beliefs. Level two is where you share other people's opinions and beliefs. So past small talk, this is where you might share what other people say that you think is kind of cool. So you might share, you know, I heard in an interview when President Obama said, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, or when Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high, right? Um, and these are things that are important to you, but it's not actually your own opinions and beliefs. It might be something that like, yeah, you know, my mom used to always say, fill in the blank. Again, it's someone else's opinions and beliefs, not necessarily, not necessarily your own. The reason why this is the next level and not nearly as vulnerable as the ones that are about to come is because you can still kind of put distance in between yourself in case you're like, you know what? I really don't care for Michelle Obama, which I don't know who these people are who don't like Michelle Obama, but you know, to each their own. But if they say something like that, it won't feel like a personal slight to you, which leads to the next level, which is your personal opinions and beliefs. So this is where you may start to share your own thoughts and opinions about what the world is, your place. In the- hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us.
Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. World, your philosophies about things and the like. So what is your favorite Harry Potter movie? Do you like Harry Potter? Things like that. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Level four gets a little bit more nuanced because this is where you share your feelings and your experiences. So this is definitely more vulnerable because this is where you talk about your joy and your pain and your failures, the mistakes that you may have made in the past, your dreams, your goals, the things you definitely love, the things you absolutely hate, details about your past, um, details about your current life. But this is definitely, and again, this is level four out of five. So this is definitely very vulnerable because anyone if they have an opinion about it, you could actually feel it like there's more risk in you sharing this. And level five, which is the highest level of intimacy. So this is where people get to know the deepest core of who you are. So because of this, this requires the greatest amount of trust. So let me kind of take a moment and go back to why this is an issue when people move too fast, too quickly, and how this is related to unresolved childhood trauma. So when we are in danger, we go into fight, flight, or freeze mode. Appeasing is also part of the fight response, but um, those three are typically the words that people use when they talk about how we will react when we are in danger. And so past being in physical danger, like a tiger coming at you or a bus coming at you, emotional pain is incredibly hurtful to us as human beings. We will do everything that we can to avoid being shamed, being embarrassed, being abandoned, being rejected, especially if we are coming from backgrounds where this was part of um, something that happened often and chronically in our lives, right? Now, instead of it just being a one-time embarrassing experience, for some of us, the idea of someone getting to know us and leaving us or saying they love us and then rejecting us is a deep core fear because of things that have happened in our past. And so where some people, if this is your fear, you may freeze and you may avoid it. And so you just don't let people in at all. For some other people, or that's also part of your fight response because you're trying to like make sure that you can trust somebody before you let them in. 
when people go too fast, too quickly, that is also an example of a fight response. Anything that's a whole lot of energy and a whole lot of like um, intensity, like very quickly, you can probably just put that in the fight response. So the idea is, again, if I go real quick and if I get you to like commit to me and I get you to love me and I get you to, and I get to know everything about you and I learn how to love everything about you, then I can maneuver this and finagle this to where we are in this together forever. Um, and, um, there's this rush to have someone who is there and to have that sense of emotional safety. And so you want to like soak it all up as quick as you can because you're afraid of it going away. You've been alone for so long. You've had people not do you right. When you meet someone that it feels like you have this instant chemistry with, which is really just a trauma bond. Um, if it's this example where this other person is okay with you moving so quickly, there's this rush to just kind of be over with it, right? That if I have this deep friendship, if I have this romantic relationship, then I will be all right on the inside, but that's not how it works. The ways that these relationships end. So let's say, for example, if my friend had talked with this guy about her deepest traumas, they actually ended up not going into that during this date, but so thank goodness. But let's say she had done that. They would have had this whole sense of like false intimacy where they felt like they really knew each other this really explosive beginning, and then it would have been an explosive end. And a lot of you can probably relate to that. Like you met someone, you felt like y'all had a whole lot in common, platonic, like friendships or otherwise, right? When I talk about dysfunctional relationships on this podcast, I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about all of our relationships, friendships, romantic, and even our family relationships. How we show up in some places are totally connected to how we show up in other places as well. Either you'll see that it's the same in all the places, or you'll see that you're on one extreme in one type of relationship and you're in the other extreme in another one. And so part of your healing process is going to be learning how to live in balance. And so gradually building up to letting people into your level five, those deepest cores, like heaviest, and even the most beautiful parts, you know, like the I love you stages, taking your time is the best gift that you can give yourself. So like I said at the beginning, I want you to just kind of think about the different relationships you have and just wonder, do I need to move them to different levels? Have I tried to make this a level four relationship and really he or she is only giving me level two, right? Am I bringing more emotional energy to this relationship than um, I need to because I'm trying to make it work? Is someone else trying to be level five with me? And I'm like, look, all I got for you is level one or two. And it's not for you to try to make it work if you do not want to make it work. Some of us are who are avoidant try to get closer to people because we feel guilty. We feel like, oh, well, I, I should try to open up more. And like, as, as long as you live in, you're living your life in a way that's dependent and for other people, you will continue to get what you've always gotten. Your path to healing needs to be truly and purely for you. If you're trying to get better because you're with someone who is a great guy or girl and you are like, I need to be better for them, then just stick a pin in it and well actually no i want you to do your healing process but just understand you're only only going to get so far in it unless the motivation changes to be for you so let me tell you why i said that what's going on right now is perfect for you so the reasons why some of us move too quick too quickly 
um, is because we don't have any concept of boundaries. We don't have boundaries with ourselves. We don't know boundaries with other people. Um, again, that fear of rejection, a lot of our own inner child work um, that needs to be done. And so that's why I am so excited about the journey that I'm about to take a cohort of women on who are ready to join me. Um, in the healed and loved woman. So this is a mentorship experience and I'm calling it mentorship versus coaching because of how intimately and deeply I work with women because of the journey that we I'm taking you on, that I'm not coming in solely as an expert, but that I'm literally walking alongside you through this process and um, helping you through it. And so and the healed and loved woman over all of 2020 for an entire year i am walking women step by step on how to unlearn all of these unhealthy behaviors how to heal childhood trauma how to use themselves as a personal resource how to have better boundaries how to not feel like they need to be perfect to feel loved how to not get afraid when that fear of rejection and things come up I mean, it's going to be an awesome year. Um, we are separating depending on the amount of women that are in the program into smaller accountability group. There are joy exercises to make sure that we learn how to play and enjoy and live our lives because some of us don't know how to have joy in our lives, right? We're like marking all the boxes and maybe we're not even doing that and we just feel really sad often because we don't know how to take time and enjoy and really live in the moment. And so that's what this year is going to be about. Plus a whole lot of other surprises that I am actually doing really good and not sharing um, for the women who join. And so if you are one of the women who needs to learn how to be in relationship with yourself because you're so quick to try to jump out of your body to be connected to someone else to save you, to fix you, if you are someone who gets so stuck in your head and so it's hard for you to get outside of yourself, to be connected to other people and anybody in between. This is the experience for you. So you can join the list to know when doors open. Doors are opening in December, on December 3rd specifically, for all the women who would like to join. And there are different levels for you to tailor the experience to exactly what you need. Now, with that said, the Healed and Loved Woman, even though we're talking about boundaries, is going to be specifically for people who want to build their own self-love and work on yourself. Some of you are like, yeah, I want to work on myself, but I also need to know how to do this dating thing. Like, I am totally the girl who goes from zero to 100 when I meet somebody, right? Or maybe you related to not knowing where to go at all and maybe kind of getting stunted. So for this Black Friday... I am taking a part of the main coaching program that I have, the Learn to Thrive coaching program that has like all the stuff that I teach and support women with. I'm breaking off a piece of it and I'm breaking off the dating and relationships part. So the part where people are like, Sheena, can you just tell me like, how do I date in a healthy way without falling in love too quickly? How do I make sure that I get what I want without actually settling? How do I let go of these people that I'm still kind of addicted to? I'm still searching their social media and creeping on them every day and like make space so that I can actually build a healthy relationship. If that is you, this is for you. So again, I'm taking that portion 
and I'm offering it for folks on the Black Friday weekend. This is the only time I am doing that because I want y'all to be equipped this cuffing season. I want you to have your active plan for when you go into 2020 and to make sure that you are fully, fully equipped. I am having a all day virtual workshop for the VIP ladies who buy this program where I'm going to be walking you through piece by piece, bit by bit, and you're going to leave with your own recovery plan. You're going to leave with tangible things that you can implement. You're going to have an opportunity to talk with me one-on-one during this because it's going to be on Zoom for those of you who are familiar with that platform. Um, It's not like a Facebook Live where you're just typing your questions. We can actually talk just like you can hear me. I can hear you and we can see each other face to face and I can look at your list. I can look at the homework that you're going to be given and give you immediate feedback. So if you are interested in that, you can also go to the Healed and Loved Woman and sign up for that list um, because those ladies are also getting information about that special that is coming out. So again, that is the healedandlovedwoman.com. So I hope that this is helpful for those of you who go too quick too soon. I will, if you're like, well, then when do I talk about my traumas? When do I talk about this deep stuff? Isn't that part of a healthy relationship? You see all these memes that people talk about that. Like on the first day, you're asking what your favorite movie is and also a list of your traumas so you know what you're getting into. Look, those memes are funny and they make a lot of sense because basically it's teaching you to be aware of like when you're connecting to someone, you need to know exactly what you're connecting with. But on the first date, No, that's too much. Let's just see if we can laugh together. Let's just see if we have a good connection without going into our deepest traumas. And so I do go into that and the date better, love better experience. That is the name of the program that um, you'll be able to get during Black Friday through Cyber Monday. So no worries, that question will be answered for you. But that is it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this Friday delight. If you are catching up and watching this later, I hope that you enjoy it whenever you listen to it. And I just believe that it will come to you right when you need it. So that's it. Have a good one and take care of yourself. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.